Hello. So today's guest is a good friend of mine, Shi Wei Wu, who is a composer, performer, and production manager down at UC Irvine. Uh, we play together pretty frequently, so if you're interested, come and catch us play a show somewhere probably around the Long Beach area. We had a good conversation about life as a musician in the Los Angeles area and issues of notation and arranging and band leading and streaming and all sorts of things. So enjoy. Welcome to Music in Mind with Anthony Calkins. Hello. <laughs> so this is my friend Shiwei Wu. He is a composer, performer, and uh, production manager at UC Irvine. He plays shakuhachi and other flutes. He plays bassoon, and he plays taiko drum and other drums. And other he's just drums. yeah, he just plays everything. So yeah. Well, thanks for having me, <laughs> yeah. Anthony. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. So, so let, let's start. Um, just uh, just a little bit about you know all the different things you do, and maybe get into some conversations about mm -hmm. music and UC Irvine and. The music scene and all sorts of things. <laughs> music scene. Yeah. You're Irvine, mm -hmm. non-existent. Oh, wait, I can't say that. Uh, what I do? Uh, is this like the 250-word bio version? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, let's see. I play music. And uh, sometimes that music involves uh, Japanese drumming. Sometimes it involves... Uh, Japanese flutes. I play shakuhachi and yokobue and taiko and those are the three main instruments I've been currently uh, studying still and exploring and playing and it seems to consume a lot of my daily thought. I think I think that's the correct way to describe it. Mm -hmm. I think about it a lot. Yeah. Cool. And I tend to do that. I like playing them with friends. I like playing them for theater all over Los Angeles. I like playing them for dance shows. And you just released an album, right? Oh, yeah. I just released an album <laughs> um, with my project, Red Eye to Tokyo. Oh, look. Ooh. Stickers? I got stickers. Oh, sweet. They came along when you get those like really sweet, like square size, like album promotion cards. Oh, you cards. got like real... Like I got real cards. Wow. And then the, on the side, they immediately go like, hey, do you want to get stickers? And then they go Tribune because it's only $20. And you'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah. sure. I didn't even know I want stickers, but now I want them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I have an amazing graphic artist. Um, and he made such a wonderful image. And just go like, you know what? This have to be made. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's here. Cool. Stickers. All right. Yeah. We can use that as a, like an Instagram promo. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So where, where's your album available? My album will be available starting of June this year oh. over the internet. Currently, the single, Dasha Dodo, which is a cover of EST Trio's uh, <laughs> piece. Um, and it's a cover with my band. It's a Japanese fusion Los Angeles creative music ensemble and they have some jazz elements and some traditional Japanese music element in all of it together and it's fun we're five guys that play together 
Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be available in June on what, on Spotify, Spotify, iTunes, all the stuff. iTunes. iTunes first, because if you really like music and you want to support it, you will you buy it. Of course, buy it. Yeah. I'll right. Buy it. Yeah. 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 And then you can stream it on Spotify. <laughs> and Afterwards. just make sure to keep streaming it over and over and over and over. And over. Yeah, just like you know, before you go to bed, you're just gonna like, read that to Tokyo. You're gonna yeah. put it on. Yeah, and then that way, in by the end of the year, you'll get like a dollar, like, maybe fifty cents. If even a dollar, maybe yeah, probably not. <laughs> I'd be glad to even have twenty-five cents. Well, I think the the musicians' union is in lawsuits at the moment, trying to increase. The amount of revenue that artists get for streaming. Good luck to them. I hope it works out. <laughs> highly doubt. Highly doubt. Really much will come out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just because how much uh, Spotify is uh, dominating the market. Mm-hmm. But can I just like veer into something completely yeah, tangential? Yeah. Yes. Spotify has the worst customer service Ooh. I've ever had. Wait, why? What happened? Uh, <laughs> This requires like a libation real All right, quick. Cheers. <laughs> um, Spotify. Okay, so if you funnel your music through Spotify like I do, um, and I did it through, um, I think CD Baby, it was like supposedly like really yeah, yeah. one way street into Spotify, into the gates of the world, as they like to say it. Well, they're just one of the many, right? Yeah. Um, and. When I got into Spotify, I I started like do my due diligence as a band leader. I I put on my photos, yeah, yeah, yeah. band bio, yep, 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 yep. get it like with a proper Instagrammable filter, and then put it on, and we look uh-huh. all happy and all that stuff. Yeah, I did all that, and then you know what? Nothing was showing up. But long story short, I contacted their um, help desk or. Mm-hmm. They don't have a number, by the way. Oh, who, Spotify or Spotify. CD Baby? Spotify. Okay. Because, so once you get it to a uh, CD Baby, right? They send yeah. it out to the distributor. I think it they're... It takes like two weeks or something? Yeah. They, yeah. Uh, my case was actually pretty quick because it was like a single. I yeah. also got like uh, the mechanical rights through them for that one single release. Hmm. And it's, it was like super easy, one single cool. packet. Um, but like, there, nothing was just showing up because I, I signed up, I, I connected the link, I did everything the tutorial asked me, and then and I contacted their help desk and I was like, you know what, it's, it's not working out, it's like, it's not showing up. And uh, they wrote back to me and just copied the tutorial right back at nice. me. Nice. Wow, and that's said, kind of bitchy. Yeah, yeah, it was like the best thing ever. <laughs> just like, oh, and then I wrote back like, this is not helpful at all. And of yeah. course, it was during one of my um, more uh, stressful work day where that was like not great. Mm. Like I was not, I was not a happy camper. But long story short, um, tangentially, Spotify has the worst customer service experience as an artist. Maybe it's because I'm not Taylor Swift. Oh wait, she's not on it anymore. Uh, didn't she go back on? I don't know. Did she? I think she did. Okay. Yeah, I could be wrong. I don't know. Okay, just one more. I also don't really care if she's on. (laughs) 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 But yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I feel like all those platforms though are a little closed off on the customer service end. I don't know. I I always wonder if uh, I'm making a million dollars and then I roll down. What what do rich people drive these days? 
Like, Wait, you wonder if you are like if like Spotify if, is keeping the money and you actually should be making a million? No, no, no. Like I'm wondering if I'm like a really, really cool artist. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I only know obscure people. But like, if I'm like Jason Mraz, like, would they roll down? <laughs> like, would they suddenly? I uh, know them. I like, see, like, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Of course. Yeah. Then suddenly, like, boom. Here's this like. Well, very because nice if email. if you're making enough money, then you'll have management companies and stuff that will, they will talk to people at Spotify for you. Oh yeah, totally. You don't have to send a customer service email or anything like that. So customer service email is for the poor. Yeah, so I decided. it's for not important people. Oh man! <laughs> but I usually love. I'm I'm usually one of those people who's like very creepy. My husband hates this when I do it. I address my servers by their first name. Oh no! It's wait. Why do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "You they think they're human beings now?" And I'll be like, "But that's why they were." I'm sure tag. that they know that they're human beings. Really though. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. This is the off-topic episode, I think, for you. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. There's no topics. It's There's just no whatever, topic. man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Spotify. Spotify. Not great for customer service. I don't know. I mean, it's not great for a lot of things. I don't really use Spotify. So I I tried to share my music. Um, so one of the thing I came to learn as I being a band leader for the first time. Um, with an actually a product that's, I'm not sure it's commercially viable, but it is out there. I um, I had a small debate within myself on what actually to share, because when I was just promoting the single, I was thinking, oh, you know what? I'll just send out the iTunes link, right? That seems to be like the easy way to go. And then later I was like, well, you know, maybe just. Since it's just a single, I should just send out a Spotify link,、mm, and、right. then I sent it to a couple people, and then they were telling me, I can't listen to this because I don't have Spotify. Right, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know is is this like a generation gap thing? Because I thought everybody has Spotify. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't have Spotify on my phone. I don't、okay. use the app. You use the app? No, I don't use. The you、app. don't use the app? No, no, no. I use Amazon Music for streaming. Oh my gosh. Is that where the world opens for you? No, I think Amazon Music isn't as popular. I just happen to have it.、Hmm. Like through an Amazon Prime subscription, you can get access to it. Does Prime do like the music suggestion to you, like where they collect? It does, but it's not very good at it. But it's not very good at it. But I sort of like that because <laughs> it kind of tells me that it's not it's not as invasive. Also, <laughs> like it doesn't know as much about me, but it's good. I actually personally. Uh, this is how weird I am. I personally really, really like, in the middle listening to, for example, like traditional Japanese, like oh, like an、tune. ad coming out, an ad come up, and or or actually remember the days when you listen to your phone and you're not on the premium system, and they suddenly just play this like weird trance music that no one really wants to listen to. Yeah, and, and it's are, really loud. Yeah, and they really and want to promote it. And if you mute it, it, it stops. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So my trick is I put on the headphone jack、yeah. on it and I just leave it on until it's done. So annoying. It is, but this is what happens when we're poor. We don't、yeah. pay the ninety nine cents trial on、uh, un- Spotify Unlimited. But is Spotify Unlimited only ninety nine cents? I think it's only ninety nine cents. It's really. I didn't even、much. know. I've never even looked at getting Spotify. Oh, it's okay, but but it, my music is there. It is. 
Yeah, right. Nobody knows. Oh wait. So guys, you have to go check out Anthony's music. It's on Spotify. What is it called? Well, some of it is my master's thesis is on Spotify. Your master's thesis. Yeah, from UC Irvine, where Shiwei works. <laughs> In full disclosure, I did not work on his thesis. That was that was before my time. Yeah, there. That's true. But uh, uh, but that's kind of how we how we know each other. Um, uh, long story short, I think we went to the same program together, and you have heard about this said program on this show. Yeah, we've talked about it once or twice. Yeah, ICIT, Integrated Composition, Improvisation, and Technology, Bingo. at the University of California, Irvine, otherwise it's, known as UCI. It sounds so officious when you say it. Like it's that. too long. It's not. It's not great. ICIT sounds good, but no one knows what it is. You know, one of my least favorite pronunciation of that name is called I see it, and then when I saw that in the, in the web page where you click around, uh-huh. and that's the way they describe themselves, I thought it was so. Stupid. I see it. Is that I how see. they started saying it at first? I, apparently, that was one of the many iterations. Yeah, that's not a good idea. It's, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. ICIT sounds fine. It sounds I, good. ICIT is great, but yeah. people just kind of listen to it, just like. And what is that exactly? And just like... Oh. Right, and then you have to say the whole thing, and then... Integrate the improvisation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 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 Um, yeah, so... Um, but I, I, I have music on it, and so does Anthony have on it. Um, but I am so figuring out what it means to be sharing music and talking about yourself. I'm really really awkward about sharing my own music and anthony who has shared stage with me a couple times i don't know if you get the same thing that you're awkward about sharing your music i'm not good at talking about it you get sometimes a little like on stage i feel like you feel like it's really official (laughs) (laughs) maybe yeah like that thing where like you just weird whispering like okay Remember part two or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it get yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but, uh, man. I'm, I'm sorry for making you feel so official. No, it's, <laughs> it's good. But uh, yeah, I don't think you're awkward. Okay. Um, I should think like when, when we play, it works. It does. Yeah. So It's easy. There's no problems. L- long story short, um, I came from classical tradition, right? Yeah. So I, I, I started in band and, and, and orchestra. Not very interesting. Bassoon? But, uh, yeah, I did bassoon and clarinet. In high school? And, yeah. It's all the way from elementary school. Oh, so, wow. So I, I, did I, I have bassoons in elementary schools out here? Uh, middle school. That's when I started. Bassoon? But middle school is when I started bassoon. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, we had... Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. I, there, yes, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. You start that because you play that for concert band. Yeah. Usually uh, it's... Tenor sax for me. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. How fun. <laughs> Usually they pick, like, the clarinet player who are, like, kind of squeaky because we have really mm-hmm. loud sound. And they would put us on the bassoon, and I was squeaky number one. Yeah. Along with my other friend, who was squeaky number two. So why bassoon and not oboe? Because it wasn't offered to me. Oh, okay, okay. They they offer oboes only to the uppity flute kids. Only to the flute kids? Flute kids, because the fingering is so similar. But isn't flute and bassoon related in terms of fingering? Uh, overtone fingering. Overtone fingering, yes. Like you're into the dirt octave, yes. But uh, I believe 
it's very similar to the bassoon. Right. And it's actually, like why flute players and bassoon players cross over so much. But honestly, the in terms of back pressure, we're we're getting to band like instrumentation one on one, where half of the things we say may not be true. Um, but <laughs> uh, there's the the back air pressure, man. It's okay. completely different. Clarinet trains you way up for it. It's so totally clarinet nice. is better for air pressure. Yeah. Clarinet and bassoon than flute. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because the flute. Uh, it's There's like a, a lot of air. It's it, uh, as my band teacher has said, it's equivalent to the same amount of air as you're playing with tuba. Well, you probably lose a lot of air with flute too. Yes, because yes. it's this big tube, versus the little opening with a clarinet mouthpiece. Yeah, and and, and bassoons even more, yeah, right? right? Because yeah. it's such a tiny mouthpiece, and so is the oboe. But honestly, anywhere you move into double reed. Very first of all, very few people starting in double reed because it's mm -hmm. so damn expensive. It's one of the most expensive instruments you can you can study, right? And it's very hard to stay in tune. First of all, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, your livelihood is depends well, on because you, you don't have a mouthpiece holding you in place. <laughs> it's like these two pieces of bamboo yeah. that are like traditionally cut and put together. And somehow you have to trust that thing, man. Yeah, and uh, and that actually what uh, drove me. Probably away from classical music eventually. Bassoon? Yeah, I like it. I really, really love it. And I had the best bassoon teacher, Sarah, love you, um, um, ever, because she just opened up me creatively. But I keep getting really bad throat infections all my seasons of playing bassoon, either semi professionally or in college or prepping it. Throat infections? Every single winter time. I wow. get really bad throat infections because that's around the same time you will be prepping for college auditions. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's always being cold. And uh, and we live in California. I really have nothing to complain about. I, um, well, I, um, I mean, if you're getting a throat infection, that sounds like non -stop. something. Stop! Like it that's was crazy. It was like nonstop. I'm always. I I, I remember always have to take um, some sort of penicillin. It was the time when doctors are still prescribing a like candy for anybody who was like mm -hmm. a low cold. Um, I just remember I'm always very sickly and not playing on the instrument, uh, but I just wasn't quite sure that I'm cut out for it, man. Hmm. And and long story short, well, are <laughs> you still playing it though? Yeah, I still do. Because uh, oh, we did that that silly Christmas music thing <laughs> on the street. Yeah, we did. But that was like two years ago. That was right? two years yeah, ago. Yeah. I still have one gig every single. Christmas. On bassoon. On bassoon. Cool. And it's for a church, and it's it's a lot of fun, and it uh, brings a lot of joy to me. So what's your favorite bassoon solo from the, the repertoire? From the repertoire? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, quite easy. I really like Bursus from the Firebird. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. me yeah. too. That's my favorite. Because I love, uh, well, first of all, because my I think for me, playing music is it's very impressionistic with somebody mm -hmm. everything i do in music it, it's actually i i'd always credit to one person and what really made me love falling in love with bassoon is hearing my bassoon teacher then bassoon teacher who's a amazing bassoonist now mm -hmm. now he live in brooklyn um she played it for me the firebird the firebird solo bassoon uh -huh. as i'm preparing for my auditions for symphonies and stuff like that and I thought, man, that's the shit. Like, it's so pretty. It's so like it's a pretty small range. Yeah. It's so like it's simple, but also a little weird. It's and it has this like beautiful leap of like I mm -hmm. think it's like a 13th leap or something like that. And it's like uh huh. Mm -hmm. 
again, memory, foggy, sorry, Bosonist. Um, but um, it's, it's, it's extremely divine. And I just, I still remember when Sarah showed it to me, I just like, wow, I didn't know this instrument could sound like this. Yeah, it's so pretty. It's, it's gorgeous. And it's it, not what you think of when you first hear a bassoon in middle school and you like, you just think it's this kind of like goofy sounding. <laughs> it's like almost a joke instrument at first. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then I, you learn it has this whole other lyrical quality. I think, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I, I think that lyric quality was so developed by the way uh, Tchaikovsky has written it. Yeah, Just for sure. in his symphony, the way he features the bassoons mm -hmm. and everything. And then it got translated really into great Russian repertoire. And Tchaikovsky has a lot of low solos for the bassoon. Yeah. Low lyrical solos, which is interesting. Uh-huh. And it's, it's so... Because uh, that really does repurpose the low end, which is that, like, goofy sounding thing. <laughs> and, like, make it much more, uh, I guess, serious. I don't know. It's like between a character actor or now it's become this fully-fledged instrument, the bassoon. Yeah. Well, it, it, what, its role in Peter and the Wolf is pretty silly. You ever play that one? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you can't get away from not playing the the mm -hmm. Peter and Wolf solo when you're doing no. so because when you're doing like classical gig a lot of time yeah at least during my time the popular thing is going around to school and right. talk about yeah, the yeah, character yeah, yeah. and that's part of your funding high mm -hmm. on how you get through school without going to loads of debt yeah. as a classical <laughs> musician. <laughs> Yeah, well, I have plenty of debt, so it's yeah, good. it's okay. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so good for you, Anthony. It's, so yeah, I mean, stress is good. <laughs> uh, but long story short, I I think I came from this like very serious like where you never talk about what you just did on stage, to like when you perform as a classical bassoonist, mm -hmm. like where you're just part of this orchestra number of 75, right? Right, right. 75, 65, mm -hmm. or 102. Yep. Um, I'm just throwing random yeah, numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, you don't really get to talk about what you just did. Right? Like you finish, uh, you finish your burials. Like you don't right. get to say that. Hey, this guy literally just got his head chopped up. Did you enjoy that? Um, mm -hmm. Um, you don't get to talk about that. So I think um, even now when I'm doing smaller gigs with you, mm -hmm. I really enjoy that. And I'm still learning about it, like how to be kind of chill on stage. Yeah. Like I felt like sometimes I'm like trying to be so chill right now yeah yeah like it's it's it just comes out to be like extremely awkward yeah yeah and, yeah. and, and you know just not cool just like really but it's weird. okay to not be cool it's okay yeah it's cool to not be cool. but all the cool kids are doing it interesting <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> like i i i imagine myself to want to be more like uh, no, presentable, friendly, because that's what you're supposed to do when you're when you're like your own like uh, band leader, right? Or yeah. you're you're doing like it's smaller, intimate projects that I'm doing now, yeah, right? So you're supposed to connect with them with the general audience. You're supposed to, but like for me, I still you know every now and then think myself as just little nerdy bassoon kids who's <laughs> you know just more like scared of what's happening next and don't fuck up don't fuck up and don't fuck up and it's just not a very nice mentality 
It doesn't seem fun. It wasn't. I I think that, um, I think that's what drove me away to a lot of, um, the way classical music is practiced in university. I think that really drove me away. And and again, it's not for everyone. I I I understand there are people out there that are absolutely in love. You know, with the with the practice of conservatory and yeah, they yeah. play mm-hmm. at that level, and I'll never, I'm not gonna equate myself to say that I'm at the level of like those amazing musicians that you guys are out there doing the thing. You know, you're you're playing really well, you're you're doing the audition, you're getting the auditions, yay! Um, but for me, um, I I I thought I loved it. I, I really wanted to love like it. Like, while you were doing it, you thought you loved it? I thought I loved it. Like, I thought I loved huh. having this yeah, really yeah. imbalancing relationship with the conductor. I thought I liked that. Uh-huh. And, uh, or um, practice a bunch and uh, feeling really bad about myself at it and, uh, and have no idea what the end goal is mm-hmm. you know and for me i thought just like no explore more play a bunch of stuff and hate a modern composition <laughs> and uh, yeah, right. just <laughs> and just focus on like yeah, oh yeah. if it's anything written after i don't know 1950s it's not worth right, right even that's a little late. um i, I w- at one point i was um a very i don't know why i became that way i i can't point to a single person who made me that way because mm-hmm. musicians around me and my music mentors are all very adventurous and very caring yeah uh but for some real reason that landed in my head at some point on uh, my development as a musician it's like classical music was the way and uh it's not until i really got into icit then i came to realize like Oh man! Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I don't know jack squat, <laughs> and and honestly, I, I I felt like I was like the definitely the freshman on the block hmm. in in when I was in grad program, man, and uh, and I think it was the perfect time for me to be there and, and do all that. So, have you found an outlet for playing where you feel like while you're playing it, uh-huh. you are in the moment? Yeah, because if you're playing in in an orchestra yeah. and you're the whole time you're thinking about not messing up, that's kind of. I felt like I it would be a total lie to say that I was never in the moment when I'm playing orchestra music because there are moments in there where when you just nail that that sort of solo. Yeah, if it's comfortable while you're playing it, yeah, for sure. If that... if you can have fun, if you know the music well enough that you can have fun while you're playing it. Yeah, then and you're there. Then you're there, or like suddenly you. Uh, and for me, usually those moments came in when I play, for example, with the first clarinet player. We have to solely together, right? And we just nailed it. Yeah, there's just like nothing better than that feeling on earth, mm-hmm. man. And I think that's what really got me into um, smaller ensemble band leading. Mm-hmm. I think that's where. I came to learn, oh, you know what? I just, I like those moments and I want to just do those. Yeah. Like I don't, I, I, I love, you know, accompaniment and finding my tone and then tuning with the bass, double basses. Yeah. Cello. But uh, 
I I came to find out there are these wondrous moments where you share a line with somebody, and and it's elevated somehow, yeah, right? Connected. Yeah. So uh, long story short, I think that really drove me out of necessity into thinking music a different way. So. Uh, like really feeling in the moment as you're saying right yeah. like i think being present um i think um that can happen in lots of different things i do or even playing taiko for example yeah. um when i'm playing just japanese drumming um even when i'm playing uh, a song that you know the song that we do all the time with a lot of repetition but there are always moments where i'm just really connected with what my body is doing is mm-hmm. responding um in this very um i think the words flow right just yeah right, the, right, right. The one flow, direction right, flow, flow and then i'm getting the response back my synapses are all connecting um and, right you're not thinking too far ahead or behind yeah yeah um and you're i'm really, doing more than thinking yeah, and yeah. I'm really embracing that moment, like between what's happening between back then and mm-hmm. coming up. It's all connected. I can see it all. Those are the best moments, like, in the world. Yeah, that's the best. And and I think, I think that what is so addictive. Yeah. About doing music and playing music. And yeah, being connected for real. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 you know, we share that couple times when yeah we and the together. last show we did in san pedro i think it was pretty good that was great yeah that was great i was a little conscious uh-huh i was thinking a little bit too much but yeah oh no thinking too much <laughs> <laughs> well you know what i mean like I, I i was too aware of what uh i would do next or something like that uh, i i i i'm still trying to figuring out what those open mic situations are i mean they're a little awkward always yeah exactly because there's this thing where like you're sitting there and then you know you're gonna get caught on and then there's all these other artists like before you and you're like "Ooh, the artist is so good but i was like i'm not quite sure i care about that music <laughs> i just like i mean most open mics have really bad artists too yeah most of the time it's awful yeah Oh, and then at the same time, part of me is just like, ooh, I really should be supporting local. And these people are like, they're, they're trying. Yeah. You know? and, and, and I don't know, like, I felt like props. I mean, it's good. It's good to get up and perform. It's, I don't know, the, the vibe at open mics is kind of weird. I'm not, I just don't, don't know. Uh, uh, although they do say open mic is pretty silly in los angeles i'm not sure that's true or not that's the only place i've been silly yeah what do you they, mean they say it's like non-existent because it's way more vibrant in different part of the country open mics yeah yeah apparently it's like it's open a mics way... always the same like it's always like some people who are trying out stuff and most of them are pretty bad at things that's true but i was told that it's uh you know how like there's a theory if there's like a lot more happening the likelihood yeah. of like a better quality does come out yeah um, I think I'm about to die, so I gotta. Plug oh my it gosh! Down. Okay. You should keep talking about open mics. Okay. Well, <laughs> since since the phone's about to die, um, we'll talk about open mics. But why talk about open so mics? Where, where have you heard about open mics being more violent? Um, let's see. I think it was a joke on Saturday Night Live. They actually made like a whole 
they had like one segment which is dedicated to like, oh, I remember now. Okay, it was a segment on um, really really bad, um, not radio story podcast. It's like it's it, the the score is called the award show is called the Potty or something like that, and they were rewarding really terrible made up podcasts. And then I think one of the podcasts they talk about is like they're reviewing open mic scenes in Los Angeles, and it was like the butt end of the joke. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it made it onto national TV, man. So it's it's wow. it's a well known fact that open mic is so bad wrong. in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not Saturday Night Live, it's truth. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> All right. So this is the part of the day where we say we're experiencing technical difficulties. That's true. That's not so bad. I just should have done this before. Oh man, should have, would have. Yeah. Oh, the things I could have, the jars I could fill up with such things. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, now that diversion kind of threw me off. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? We're talking about those open moments. mics. We're talking open about mics. playing together, flow state. I I okay. So I think um, I th- I think playing with you was the f- one of the few times where um, I don't know. It may I think it may have come from the fact that we came from the same program, and mm-hmm. I know you understand why I say that. Hey, let's just go for it. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have one or two acquaintances that you could kind of do that. Yeah. Um, but because you and I actually never really played together until yeah, we right. started doing these like weird wonky open mics around Long Beach. Mm-hmm. I believe the first one we did together was the gallery. Yeah, I think so. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep. And then, no, no, before that was the Christmas gig. <laughs> where, where we busk on the street playing Christmas tune on Second yeah. Street. By the way, Second Street people are very, very cheap. There is we we I think we barely yeah. made two bucks. This is this is Second Street, Belmont Shore, Long Beach, California. You're cheap. You're cheap. You you just you're cheap, man. <laughs> I earn It's not just any Second Street. Most Second Streets are great. Yeah, but that Second Street <laughs> is I mean I earned way more when I I was, mean we were also playing outside of a Rite Aid. Yeah. This is a little lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that right day has such beautiful murals. It has like a mural of like oceans and and does and, it? Yeah, it had like outside? a whole sail. Yeah, right outside, man. Oh, you're right. It yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just lucky that day. I they turn out the classical music that they usually have played on the background. Mm. Mm. So we were lucky in a way. <laughs> there's somewhere else around here that like blasts classical music. Oh, Is there's it? a Seven Eleven. Well, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I'm so, Pine. So many little On man. Pine Street. It's like the main drag in Long Beach. So you know where you can get wonderful free classical music enjoyment? 7-Elevens. But why? So, it doesn't... It's totally like inappropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I, I was told that they, it's a tactic that they get rid of the uh, people who dwell... Uh, what do you call them? Like... Uh, they, they, loitering. Loiters. Yeah. yeah. So they get rid of the loiters that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, isn't that great? Weaponized classical music. Yeah, I didn't even real. <laughs> I didn't realize it could yeah. be scary beyond people who play classical music. Yeah. I thought it's only scary for those of us who are like not so good at it, it's but just, did it for it's a while. So weird. <laughs> walking because like, it's kind of loud. Uh, yeah. 
<laughs> it's like totally weaponize it. And and I don't know. I it does I, not. It doesn't. It's not unpleasant to me though. I'm not mad. I'm just like this is weird. Yeah, but it's kind of nice. Also, right. it wouldn't make me go away. It wouldn't make you go away, but I think it does prevent people from having quality sleep if they sleep around. Ah, that area. yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, yeah. especially classical music, have you know, as as someone who can just see music through the the wavelength, they do have really like some loud yeah, bursts true. of that, yeah, yeah. and it's much less pleasant than you listen to like dance music, which has a very regular interval burst, mm-hmm. and that seems you know regular. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um op- open open mics yeah in in long beach um I, and i think um i think you s- those moments spoke to me in a very profound way yeah where we went on stage i, I just played the shakuhachi and and anthony had his uh um guitar uh classical guitar and then uh we went up and then we just said that uh, let's play something together mm-hmm. um I, I don't know. I, I, I don't remember. Maybe I said something about like, don't do not do any weird keys because my flute or is only indeed pentatonic. Um, oh, don't do any weird yeah, keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't think I said much beyond that. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and we just went for it. And uh, it was very liberating. And at the same time, I wonder if it's only good to us, and it really was an unpleasant experience. I don't for think so. No, no, people loved it. <laughs> they definitely liked it. Yeah, yeah, it was it, good. Is it, is it? Does it fall into the trope where like if you just play a bunch of stuff on pentatonic keys, like you can't really fuck up that badly? Yeah, for sure. Okay, it's like the blues. It's like the blues. It's easy. I mean, it isn't, it's, but it is. It's just like the blues. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what are you doing now? What are your current Oh, what things? I'm doing now? Let's see. Um, I just I, 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 I uh, just did uh, this weekend played accompaniment for a uh, fringe show audition process where the actors have to um, react to the rhythm of me playing on the drums a little bit. Oh, cool. I give them a couple, you know, simple eight-count repeatable yeah, yeah. beats, and then they have to respond to it. It was actually a lot of fun because I, I, I get to learn a lot about how people respond to music because as a composer, I'm always thinking about people's response and yeah. and the way how they think about it. It's lovely to work with people who are not musicians. Yeah. And hear them talk about music because I felt yeah like, I like it too. I felt like I didn't know anything about music at all when when they <laughs> when, when they talk about it. It's like ooh, that's like a way more interesting way of looking at it than I ever will. Like, yeah, because I'm so indoctrinated with certain thinking, and then then when they talk about it, it's like oh. That is very interesting, and now I understand this a lot better. <laughs> but anyway, so I did an company gig, and then the week uh, last last week I did a show in the Long Beach Japanese Garden, where mm. it was this really cool like twenty minute of like storytelling, singing, theater, dance, sculptures, and I played shakuhachi for that show, and then uh, and, and Yokobue, and it was a uh, really cool experience to play outdoor and mm. always like questionable sound was level. it was it amplified yes Mike's it was amplified okay. it was set mic amplified and uh and and it's always interesting on how much people 
like to put reverb on my flute, and I don't necessarily really like that. <laughs> but that might be a whole yeah, separate. Yeah, probably not necessary in most cases. I I I. I don't know. I I play.、Um, so those of you who don't know shakuhachi, it's a Japanese flute that、um, originated from China.、Um, long story short, it's a really pentatonic, simple, five-hole flute.、Um, it has grown and garnered a lot of interest throughout rest of the world.、Mm-hmm. Um, I think with the spread of Japanese culture and and I think、um, certain Orientalistic ideas, but there's a lot of people picking up, and some of the best shakuhachi players are、uh, white Europeans and Americans. They're they're fantastic shakuhachi players,、mm-hmm. and 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 my instruments actually made by this wonderful Jewish man living in Willis, California, and he's、huh. amazing. And cool. He's absolutely generous and one of the most beautiful people I've ever met.、Um, Long story short,、um, so this instrument, which is a very simple flute, which、um, I think most mixers,、mm-hmm. they would just put like a ton of reverb on flutes, and they think it sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like it. Yeah. I personally really, really don't like it when they do that、mm-hmm. because, it, first of all, it makes it sound like a like a new age sort of. Yeah, <laughs> like I felt like I'm playing. And it kind of already has that. It's easy to push in that direction anyway. Yeah, and and I, I so don't don't go too. <laughs> and actually, I like when flutes sort of like have like moments where you just like have very kind of short dry. yeah, dryness, yeah. and then that I felt when they did that, they're taking away a, a huge amount of my yeah tool, my、mm-hmm. toolkit that I can you know have a certain burst. Yeah, and then now that's gone because now you put this like whiplashy. <laughs> They're trying to smooth it out. Yeah, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like maybe I'm not just not playing whatever their head I should sound like, but you know, I I I I don't like what they do to me a lot of times. So hence, I think goes back to why I um really moved away from you know being part of a group. I really really enjoy being a band leader. Yeah, cool. I mean. So what what are your current bands? Current bands. So what is it? What is your Spotify release? Oh、uh, yeah yeah yeah. Okay,、um, I'm playing several projects, but the current main band I have is Red Eye to Tokyo.、Um, it's made of five people, including me. I'm the band leader. So、um, there's an electric bass.、Uh, is that Ryan, Ryan Ross? Ryan Ross. He's from my program. He's one of my colleague, a lifelong friend.、Um, Um, Kit percussion,、mm-hmm. Peter Buck. He's a local musician, in Long Beach,、um, and、uh, Mike Penny, one of the premier Japanese、um, three string lute tsugaru、oh, cool. shamisen player. Cool.、Uh, the most Japanese man, Mike Penny, <laughs>、uh, flaming red hair. The most talented. And sweet man, you're、awesome. me,、yeah. um, and the best collaborator one could ask for, and of course,、uh, Danny uh,、mm. Sanchez.、Um, oh, cool! I didn't know he was playing.、That. Oh God, yeah, and he put a lot of soul in that project. Yeah, he's and, super and, good. And and so we recorded.、Uh, so what it started off as is that I came up with this idea of doing an album with with a band of、um, mixed jazz players and、mm-hmm. traditional. Japanese instruments, because I always thought、um, 
I always thought they would go together. Yeah. Because my my training yeah, my training <laughs> that's how it goes. My training in Japanese instrument is very uh, very non traditional. I yeah. study under uh, musicians in United States. They're all um, what I call diasporic yeah. communities. And one of the practices that that my teacher has instilled in me is a lot of improvisation. Um, based on brown, a simple rhythmic ideas um, that are rooted in Japanese folk music, mm-hmm. and yeah, some of them are not very traditional, and I think some of them he even labeled them in the wrong wrong oh. <laughs> uh, section of Japan. Yeah. But um, the way he has guided me and 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 shaped my musical idea is it's is uh, work with very simple ideas and, and, and grow with that. Mm-hmm. And he would imbue it with like, you know, like a lot of Western ideas, a lot of composition form, and he even would sometimes make us do it with um, samba beats and then mm-hmm. stuff like that. He wants to play around. He doesn't want us to, to, to stay still. And, and, and you know, I, by no means I'll say that, oh, I am the uh, cultural bear of like Japanese culture there's like so many great musicians out there yeah. that's really doing that yeah. and uh, I and I'm very aware that I'm not that and I'm perfectly happy to be not that because I don't want um, I think that label is very heavy to bear to be a, a walking museum oh yeah for sure you know I did that as a classical musician I, yeah. I, I, western classical was a big C um, I did that and then I just I never got enjoyment out of it and not not that I didn't yeah, I probably did at some point but later on it's not for me anymore yeah. and and I'm, I'm not Japanese American I'm not Japanese at all but mm-hmm. I did grow up with a lot of Japanese cultural influence from being born in Taiwan right. with um, uh, with Japanese speaking TV show being played around and or even a schooling systems inspired by Japanese schooling system and it's like one of the Is Japanese media really popular in Taiwan? Oh yeah, we grew up watching anime and they're usually uh-huh. non-dubbed. So you have to pick up Japanese either way. That's like the one of the whole So when thing. you watch TV in Taiwan, there's a lot of programming that's in Japanese. Yeah, ah, Japanese, uh, Mandarin Chinese and even wow. uh, and, and 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 Taiwanese, right? Uh-huh. So and English, right? So these four big things are like constantly rotating around my life. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, so people always wonder, go, I saw, so you replaced Japanese since you've been to Japan, right? I didn't, and it's this whole thing, and, and you know, it's, it gets complicated. But uh, long story short, I think uh, the practice of improvisation, right, um, and the way it was taught here in Los Angeles and through my teacher, yeah. Reverend Tom Kodai, um, really gave birth to the idea of this band. Mm. Uh, Red Eye to Tokyo, um, is that how can we um, take that moments of the life, mm-hmm. raw energy of folk music tradition, and combine with the, you know, the I I, I think jazz is a folk music music too. Uh, sure. To me, jazz is American folk music. Uh, as the mm. way I was taught by um, Kay, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. he always says that the most uh, jazz is American music. Mm-hmm. And that's the last thing he imparted on us from jazz theory 
which I did not so well in. <laughs> I was not very good at it. You were in it, or you? I took. I took. No, oh, I, no, no. I ate it. No, I, I totally failed it. You failed it. Yeah, I, I, I passed it, but like not in flying colors. Like just not at all. I was not. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I memorized my skill set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know one. I, I, I know how to spell it out. At one point, I, I forgot about it. I'm so sorry, Kay. <laughs> I, I forgot a lot of it by now, but um. Um, uh, but that's where I learned uh, to appreciate, and I just fell in love. I mean, mm -hmm. I just remember sitting in ICIT classes, and then with like three other guys who are in my program, they're all jazz based, and I don't know a single thing they're talking about. And I just like, <laughs> remember thinking like, man, these guys are wizards. Like they're they're crazy. Like the jazz, the undergraduate jazz students. No, the the grad students I was in ICIT was Ryan oh, Ross Martin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gavao and then uh, what's his name? Uh, is Martim a big jazz guy? He's a percussionist. Which he does jazz and right, he also right. does. Uh, I think he also does like classical. Like he can right. read classical he does a lot. score. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, also yeah. reads. He yeah, he's, yeah. he's a creative musician. He's just like all, all sort right. And I'm the only one who showed up like with like wooden quintet scores and then music written for like non-Western ensemble. Like I, my my grad school application was like me playing the Chinese Xiao, which is a Chinese flute, mm -hmm. and then. And, but the whole music is written in Western score. Like it's it's. I had like a jazz singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I came from this like a very weird relationship. Started creeping into other mm -hmm. music world. It it's still very classical music based. It was very scorey. It was very. But you still make scores. Uh, you know what? My score practicing is different now. It's it's becoming very much like a lychee. Well, yeah. I mean, there's something. There's something a little bit weird about the the practice of trying to force non-western types of music into western scores yeah yeah it always it never feels good no it, it always, always feels a little like Ugh, this kind of sucks yeah and then yeah. I, and then i was wondering um, because i i came from recently to the other side of the argument where like okay so for example if i'm sitting through a irish jam an mm -hmm. Irish music jam, your your or or Americana uh, bluegrass jam. Mm -hmm. um, so you are supposed to just listen to music and you learn from going to the jam all over, over again. And you listen to it and remembering and you can come in and show up with your 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 cool. acts and you play yeah, yeah. right. So that's sort of like the natural way. Yeah. But for me, if you could notate them down and that's one of the tools of for you to understanding a tradition, yeah. you should use it. Oh, for sure. You should. You, you have to use it because that's one of the ways you understand certain music. And honestly, you're gonna make mistakes, and they'll be like, "Hey, you know, that's that quite cutting because that's not that's not the way we cut this this rhythm, or that's not the way we really feel this, right?" Yeah. So there's only there's so much limitation to to written music, but uh, it's just it's it's just a symbology anyway. I mean, in, yeah. in rhythm music in itself means nothing. Well, but it's also. I don't feel super limited by notation if I'm writing a string quartet. Yeah. I feel like I can I can force the notation to do what I want it to do mm -hmm. and it will represent pretty accurately what I want it to do. Yeah. It's a lot different if I'm trying to notate like a shakuhachi improvisation. There's... I I feel like the notation is not doing what I want it to do. It Oh god. That's a whole conversation in terms of notating shakuhachi. Well, because, so, Ko, Ko Umezaki, yeah. mentor and uh, professor at UC Irvine, yeah. uh, he, he had me notate uh, 
an improvisation with Shakuhachi, Koto, and clarinet. Uh-huh. Um, and I just never felt... Like, I feel like I did a pretty decent job notating it because they were able to perform it and it was pretty true to the original. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I was fighting the notation and the notation was not representing what I wanted it to represent in an elegant way. Like, do you think it, was, it wasn't encapsulating all the information? Well, so part of it is I... There's a thing where they're all sort of playing the same thing, mm-hmm. but it's just a little bit offset. Yeah. And it isn't offset by some normal rhythmic amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not they're not playing a canon. No. They're 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 doing they're they're um playing a line. Um it's not quite heterophony. Right. It's a form of it where it is um playing one single line, right? Right. But, and then they just kinda land. Yeah. But and even land. even the downbeats, they're like they're not quite mm-hmm. together, but it's like, you know, Mm-hmm. Bum, kind of a thing. Yeah. And so writing it like that becomes really complicated. Oh. To the point where it's misleading. Yeah. Because it isn't some crazy neo complexity thing at all. It's not, they're not doing, they're not thinking these insane tuplets of seven against 11 and all that kind of stuff. Because the premise is wrong now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, so the notation is either inaccurate mm-hmm. if I have them all land together. Mm hmm. And so then the notation is misleading them. Or mm-hmm. the notation is accurate and it's misleading them in a different way because it's suggesting a type of playing and thinking that is wrong. I see. But, um, but I'm curious as to, like, you did decide to do, like, a very traditional five-bar line notation with, like, actually... I, I assume the, what he asked you to do is that he wants... A, a very clearly written out subdivision of time signature and such. Well, you could have chosen not yeah. to include those. You yeah. could have do proportional score. I mean, yeah, I kind of, I kind of split the difference. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, there aren't crazy tuplets in it, mm-hmm. but sometimes things aren't aligned perfectly. Yeah, and you had, you wanted to get that really written out clearly. Right. In, or, or things with like grace notes. Mm-hmm. Like bra, 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 something like that, where mm-hmm. it's like a kind of complicated rhythm mm-hmm. that is isn't hard to play. Yeah, but if you write it out accurately, it looks really scary. But I guess where it comes from, like I wonder, because um, my notation practice has changed a lot. As I was yeah, saying yeah. earlier, it came from like written out completely everything's happening, which just sounds like what you're. Not assignment. This what is it called? Your commission. Okay, your commission is asking you to do. Yeah. yeah. Um. And, um. Um. As opposed to now, I really write just one single line. Yeah. L and then said that okay, run with it. Mm-hmm. And then we. You, yeah, like lead sheet style. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. so you'd be like count kind of to so so like that, which is not what you're asking to do. Not you, what you were asked to do. Yeah, I mean a lead sheet would be great if if that if it's if everybody's sort of playing the same thing in their minds in their own way, then a lead sheet makes a lot more sense. Yeah, and I think that's where the players can add all the things. So essentially, right? I I, I came to learn. Um, what is my personal goal with the notation? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it just to capture the essence of what the what some of the information, or yeah. how much information I really want to capture? Yeah. Right? Uh, and that took me a long time to figure out yeah. how much I really want 
and uh, how much the musicians I'm working with needs. Mm-hmm. And it's completely different depends on who you're working with. But in your case, we're working with Ko, and um, is it was this for the the piano uh, the the piano forte? Yeah. Group? So what what he, so what he had me do originally was transcribe by ear the original mm-hmm. improvisation. Yeah. Which was clarinet, shakuhachi, and koto, mm-hmm. and then take that and transcribe it or rearrange it for piano and shakuhachi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I remember that piece because I, I produced a concert. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I produced that one concert, and it was it was beautiful. By the way, your work was was wonderful. Um, so I, I, and then at that instance, you were working with um, Ko, who's one of the original improviser on the piece. But you were also working. Oh, he with, he wasn't. He wasn't the original no, no, improviser no, no. on the piece. It was Tony Scott on clarinet and i don't uh, remember the other players but it wasn't oh, it wasn't, it wasn't oh my gosh okay i totally misunderstood okay then um then i believe um uh, the pianist she uh she was actually a complete reader i don't think she improvised no no it was i wrote out the part trying to yeah convey but, what it should mean but i think you had to do that because she doesn't improvise right yeah, because she's a complete reader. That's why you now mm-hmm. you have to really renounce all the information to process in a way. Because uh, I mean, what am I saying? Just like I think, um, notation really points out to what your audience is and who's getting. Yeah, of course. You're right, right. You're what, what you want to communicate. Uh, yeah. um, and I think that's where it's sort of like rubber meets the road. And uh, whether you want to work with musicians who are still like that regularly or not. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm happy to work with anybody. I'm starting to not really working with those musicians. Oh, really? I last time I did a reading gig was last Wednesday. But what if you had to write something? See, I haven't written so much for like that version for anybody in a long time. Well, first of all, I didn't get paid to do it, so um, that's not um, the gig. But if someone commissioned you to write a piece for flute and bassoon. You know what? I think I might write something like the way I'm writing now and give it to them and see what happens. Uh-huh. Yeah, because yeah. I want to say that, like, you know, yes, you, you came to me for music, but yeah. now I want to see what you could do. Sure. Like, I felt like the balls is also in their court because mm-hmm. I think they what they could do on their instrument and what their native instinct yeah. is, I want to see what they could do. Yeah, yeah, come out cool. With that. Um, and and that that might say that I might never get any commission again because I'm saying like that. <laughs> <laughs> cool. um, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think we're coming close to an hour. So do you want to play a little bit to end? Okay. Improvise. So should, should we improvise something? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna go get my guitar. Get okay. Flute. I'll be right back. I just want to play my guitar.
Cool. Yeah. That was nice. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, right. thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Yeah, this is Shu Wei Wu. And uh, yeah, I'll have links to his music and yeah, whatever. Check it out. Yeah. All right, see ya. See ya. <laughs> so thanks for watching. As always, if you liked it, please subscribe to this YouTube channel. Please leave a comment. Please check out my links below to my other social media outlets. And if you like my content generally, please consider visiting my Patreon page. All right, see you next time. Mm -hmm.